0: You're listening to The Zero Hour. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. Today, Glenn Hall Taylor, a the code of murders in a 40 house. A trunk full of trouble. Monty Martin in the Mutual Broadcasting System presentation of The Zero Hour.
1: Brought to you by the Ford Motor Company and Lazy Boy Recliners, this is The Zero Hour on Mutual Radio.
2: RCA asked these TV chief engineers about solid-state color television sets versus tube-type sets. Steve Desetnik, WCVB-TV.
1: Solid-state makes a difference in fewer repairs, reliability, and excellent performance. Robert Porter,
0: KMEX TV. 100% solid state generates less heat, and therefore the components should last longer.
2: In a nationwide survey, 95% of the TV chief engineers polled said they'd prefer to buy solid state for their next color TV. All the new RCA sets are 100% solid state. The XL100s.
3: Charles Abel, KFMB TV. I just recommended to my son that he buy an XL100 solid state set Because of the greater reliability
2: with less maintenance. For color, for reliability, consider the new RCAs. Every one is an RCA XL100. 100% 100 solid state. Don't settle for less.
0: Employees of the Express Company are conditioned to expect unusual items to surface as boxes, trunks, cartons, drums, barrels, suitcases, and other containers right along conveyor belts or are forklifted from the bellies of huge cargo planes. Hardly an eyebrow is raised at the appearance of anything from A to Z, whether it be an aardvark or a zither. But a corpse? Well, that's something else again. As the curtain rises on today's drama, the news of the gruesome shipment has reached the ears of the police department.
4: Now, Tad, looks like we're going to roll in another murder one.
3: Who is it this time? The murdery is unknown. What's the background, Harry?
4: Down at the express terminal, a baggage truck was rolling along. Probably stacked way too high when the load wobbled and a trunk fell off the top of the stack. Don't tell me. Yep. One of those old-fashioned steamer trunks. Hit the concrete floor, one of the hinges gave way, and a woman's hand popped out. Security boys open the trunk the rest of the way. Call homicide. Looks like I've got it.
3: What was the trunk's destination?
4: Des Moines, Iowa. There's a chance it'll be a dead end because the waybill's been stamped. We'll call.
3: I don't suppose it was a pickup. No, the shipper brought it to the receiving dock in a car. A big steamer trunk in a car? Convertible. They had the top down. Oh. I don't suppose the express employee who accepted the shipment paid any attention to whoever was sending it.
4: No such luck. He was questioned, but he couldn't remember anything except that he was kind of an old guy. How was the victim killed? Strangled. We better keep on this one. You go down to the morgue this afternoon and get all the dope you can.
5: Yes? Is Miss Graham in, please? Uh, Why, no. Miss Graham doesn't live here anymore. Really? Oh, she moved yesterday. (laughs) That's strange. We sort of made a date for this afternoon. I'm Joan Stafford. I work at the Branch Library around on Cliff Street. Oh, yes. Miss Graham used to speak of you. Well, we made a date two days ago to go to the museum today. It's my day off. Well, she left rather suddenly. Anything wrong? Not that I know of. Uh, there certainly wasn't any trouble between Miss Graham and my husband and me. She boarded here for over a year. Mr. Webster, that's my husband, was saying just last night that the house feels sort of lonely without her. Well, uh, did she leave a forwarding address? No. Uh, she didn't tell us she was leaving. Just up and left while my husband and I were downtown, shopping in the afternoon. I suspect she may have gotten homesick or something, She has relatives upstate, you know. No, I I didn't know. Well, Miss Webster, if you hear from her, please call me at the library. I'll be glad to. I'll get in touch with you right away.
4: Homicide, Solomon.
3: Ted Hayward,
5: Harry.
4: Yeah, Ted, what'd you find out?
3: The medical examiner verified the report on death by strangulation, and he had his dental man work up a chart on the victim's teeth.
4: Hmm. All right, see that the information circulated to all dentists in the area, so they can compare fillings, missing teeth, any other details with their files.
3: Will do. And they've worked up a description of her, which we're giving to the reporters.
4: Good. Have you had the artist do a sketch on the woman? Yeah,
3: he's finishing it up right now.
4: As soon as he's done, Tad, have it photocopied and sent out to the papers, along with the written description you find anything worthwhile in the trunk?
3: Newspapers have been stuffed all around the body, but no subscriber names on
4: them. Any unusual publications? Out-of-town papers, fraternal or business firm news sheets? No, all run-of-the-mill dailies and throwaways, which could have been delivered to thousands of people. Hmm. Did you check the way bill for a return address? Yeah, the sender's name was given as John Smith. I ran down the return address, but it turned out to be a vacant lot. Yeah, that figures. Any leads on the trunk itself?
3: I checked with the manufacturer. They quit making that type of steamer truck 25 years ago. I've also got missing persons alerted. They'll let us know if they get a call on anyone coming close to
4: fitting the description. Well, that's good work, Ted. I guess for now all we can do is wait to see if the description and the sketch in the newspapers uncover anything.
3: guess so. The evening papers will hit the stands with them late this afternoon.
4: Okay. I'll talk to you later.
3: Right.
5: Oh, it's you, Miss Stafford. Well, I'm sorry to bother you at this hour. I suppose you're getting dinner ready? It's on the stove. What can I do for you? Well, I'm I'm terribly worried. Have you seen this evening's paper? Why, no. Come in, won't you? Oh, thanks. Why are you so worried, Miss Stafford? Well, look, here on the front page, it's a sketch of a murder victim, an elderly woman looks a lot like Miss Graham. Well, yes, in a way. What's well, even got the mole on her cheek? Well, now, that is a coincidence. Uh, I think it's more than a coincidence. Does the article say how long she's been dead? Mm, 24 hours, approximately. Well, then, it couldn't be, Miss Graham. We had a postcard from her this morning. I was right. She is upstate visiting her relatives. Could I see the card, please? Now, it's not that I doubt your word you understand. It's just that, well, somebody may have killed her and sent the postcard to throw the authorities off the track. Oh, heavens. I never thought of that. Certainly you may see it. It should be right on this desk someplace. In any case, I think we should get in touch with the police. Really? Mm hmm Wait, uh, maybe it's in this drawer. If I may use your phone, Miss Webster, I'll call the police myself. I don't think you will, Miss Stafford. Well, why not, I've got. What's that gun for? It's in case you do anything foolish. You're going to stay here until my husband returns. We can discuss this with him. I'm sure he will have something definite in mind. Very definite.
2: Hi, this is Jim Backus with a special announcement about an exciting Lazy Boy chair sale taking place at your Lazy Boy dealers now. Lazy Boy reclining chairs of your choice are available at unheard of savings for a limited time only. Treat yourself and your family to a lifetime of comfort and beauty. Once you do, you'll wonder how you ever relax without one. Get America's comfort favorite a Lazy Boy chair now. See your Lazy Boy dealer today. Hey, run in there. He'll be glad to see you. Yes, he will. Hi, this is Jim Packers with news about why Lazy Boy is America's comfort favorite. It appeals to men because of rugged construction and He-Man comfort. Women love it because there are beautiful styles that match any decor. And there's an amazing choice of hundreds of colors and fabrics. A Lazy Boy lets you recline to any position, even full bed. Put a Lazy Boy in your living room and into your life. See your Lazy Boy dealer today. He's waiting. Run down there. Go. Yes, indeed. Project HOPE is reaching out,
1: bringing hope to more countries around the world this year than ever before. Newest addition to HOPE's international programs is Ethiopia, where Project HOPE's doctors, nurses and other medical specialists will be working side by side with Ethiopians, teaching while they treat. Since 1960, Hope has trained more than 7,000 physicians, dentists, nurses, and other healthcare personnel. Has helped establish new schools of nursing, dentistry, and physical therapy in several countries, and assisted in the development of hospitals, teaching institutions, and public health services. Hope's work has been heralded by heads of many nations. Its services requested by many, many more. Hope
5: is training and sharing hope. Project HOPE reach out. Help
1: HOPE reach out. Right, Project HOPE, Room A, Washington, D.C.
5: Martha? I'm in here, Alfred. Oh, hello, my
6: dear. Something smells good.
5: Leg of lamb.
6: Now, I suppose you'll scold me because I'm late for dinner and everything's overdone.
5: Through all the years of our marriage, I've never scolded you. You know that.
6: Yes, I know. You're pretty special.
5: We've got company. Company? Where? Where? In the basement. It's the young librarian, Miss Graham, used to speak of so kindly. Works at the branch on Cliff Street.
6: Oh, yes, I sort of recall. But
5: Why is she here? She saw a sketch of Miss Graham in the evening paper.
6: Oh, of course, I... I wasn't going to tell you about them finding the body until after dinner. I didn't want you to be upset.
5: You're always so considerate, Alfred. Why is the young lady in the basement? She wanted to go to the police. And you detained her? Yes. I tied her wrists and gagged her.
6: Good girl. Well, let's go down and pay her a visit.
5: Very well. Watch those stairs, Alfred. Wait just a second. I'll snap on the switch. There. She's right over there near the furnace.
3: Oh, it's
6: too bad she's been so foolish. She's a comely young thing.
5: I told her we might discuss this with you. Do you want me to remove the gas? No,
6: no, 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 dear. I have nothing to say to her. Except that I am sorry she forced us to take this action.
5: Do you want the gun? No,
6: no, no. Cutting off her windpipe is every bit as final and a lot less noisy.
5: Oh, Alfred, you have such big, beautiful, strong hands.
3: Got a minute, Harry? No, not really, but
4: I'll find one. Anything to get a break from this... Paper with. Oh, I know the feeling, believe
3: me. I wanted to tell you that I just came from missing persons. Well,
4: anything on the old lady? No,
3: but I picked up something that might be a lead. What's that? They got a report this morning on a young woman who's been missing for two days, named Joan Stafford. There might be a tie-in. Oh. She lives at a woman's club downtown, and the club manager was the one who reported her missing. Did you talk with him? On the phone. He told me that on the day he last saw her, she'd bought a paper at the stand in the club lobby. Two days ago? Yeah. Maybe
4: be the day they found the body in the trunk.
3: Right. Well, when she looked on the front page, she became very agitated, said something to the manager about thinking the picture was of someone she knew. She told him the woman used to visit the library quite often. Library? She works at the branch on Cliff Street. Uh, I think you ought to see what you can find out at the library. Now? Well, the sooner the better. Oh, can't. I'm doing court in 20 minutes. Witness on that fur heist, the one in which they did that punch job on the storage vault? Oh, yeah. I forgot that was coming up today.
4: Well, as I said, anything to get a break from this paperwork, I'll run out there myself.
5: You're home early, Alfred, dear. Well,
6: I managed to clean up my business, so I thought I might as well call it a day. Martha, I sold every piece of Miss Graham's jewelry.
5: Oh, how nice. Did you get as much as you
6: expected? More. Some of those rings of hers were better pieces than we'd thought. Oh, she
5: had excellent taste.
6: For which we can be extremely thankful.
5: Anything more in the newspapers?
6: Well, only that the police admit they are completely baffled.
5: Oh, how wonderful. After all the trouble we've gone to... It'd be a shame to have anything go wrong.
6: Yes. And getting rid of that Stafford girl was an excellent precaution. She could have made it very unpleasant for us, to say the least.
5: What are we going to do with the body? We don't dare run the risk of having anyone see another trunk leaving the house. We're just lucky no one noticed the last one.
6: You're quite right, my dear. I was thinking about the problem on the way home. And I believe I have the perfect solution. What's that? I can take up a section of the basement floor, and we'll tuck her away all nice and cozy.
5: Oh, that sounds like a very good idea.
6: I should be able to finish the job fairly quickly. I'll work this afternoon and tonight, and by tomorrow evening, we can relax.
5: And we won't even have to leave town. We'll just stay on, enjoy life's little pleasures until we've spent the nest egg Miss Graham sent our way. Dear Miss Graham. Then when our finances get low, we'll take in another boarder.
6: Right, my dear. Well, I'll get busy right away. I'll drive over to that building supply place immediately and get some concrete mix.
1: This is Hugh Downs with another car buyer's report from Ford. Car size and fuel economy are important considerations today, but so is the total cost of ownership, which involves purchase price, trade-in value, and operating economy. And Ford feels that if you compare mid-size cars, you will choose Ford Torino. Take operating economy. Torino offers gas-saving steel-belted radio-ply tires standard, runs on regular gas, and has a 26.5-gallon fuel tank that's 20% more capacity than its leading sales competitor. And to compare some scheduled maintenance costs, you'll find that in the course of 50,000 miles, compared to its closest sales competitor, Torino's chassis is scheduled to be lubricated only once to there eight times. Spark plugs are scheduled to be replaced only half as often. Everyone says compare. Ford says compare not only the cars, but the total cost of owning a car.
2: The closer you look, the better we look. Ted Brown here with the new seekers for Johnny Horizon 76. We've got to- Put our power to work. Plant a tree. Pretty up a neighborhood. Get involved. Let's clean up America for our 200th birthday. Can you dig it? You can. Write Johnny Horizon 76, Washington, D.C.
4: The head librarian at the branch And the Stafford girl hasn't shown up there either for two days The day she disappeared was a regular day off I told the librarian about the girl buying the newspaper And saying she thought she knew the trunk murder victim Did you show her the sketch? Yeah, she hadn't seen it in the newspaper Said the face looked familiar and might very well be the woman Who used to come in and chat with Miss Stafford It ties in, too, in that the woman she identified as a Miss Graham Hasn't been in since a day before Miss Stafford disappeared And you got the Graham woman's address from the librarian? Yes Miss Stafford kept a pocket address book in her desk, and yeah, the librarian looked it up for me. Here's Walter Road coming up. Look for number 11920. Should be one of those older, large places. There it is. Yeah, the librarian said they took in boarders. Miss Graham was one of them.
3: Okay. I'll get the bell.
4: How do you do?
5: Hello. May I help you?
4: Yes. We're looking for a Miss Graham. Does she live here?
5: She did, up to a few days ago.
4: Uh, Have you any idea where we might find her?
5: I'm afraid not. She left without leaving a forwarding address.
4: Are you the owner of this house?
5: Yes. My husband and I own it. I'm Mrs. Webster.
4: Mrs. Webster, my name is Harry Solomon. The police department has assigned me to investigate the disappearance of Miss Graham. This is my partner, Officer Tad Hayward. May we come in?
5: Of course. Please do.
4: We'd just like a few minutes of your time, if you don't mind, to ask some questions.
5: Come right into the parlor. Thank you. Oh, be seated and make yourselves comfortable. Now then, what would you like to ask me? Has Miss Graham done something against the law?
6: No, but we think she you may have. Did somebody come in, Martha?
5: Yes, dear. That's my husband. Yeah, who is it? Oh, I'm sorry,
6: gentlemen. Please excuse my appearance. I've been puttering around down in the basement.
5: These gentlemen are from the police department, dear.
4: Oh, something wrong? Well, the body of a woman was found at a trunk down at the express terminal a few days ago, and we're of the opinion it's the body of Miss Graham.
2: Great.
5: <laughs> God, I... Oh, heavens, Really? Oh, how awful. You say Miss Graham left without leaving a forwarding
4: address. That's right, and she boarded here for over a year. Why did
6: she
3: leave here, Mrs. Webster?
5: I believe she went to visit relatives upstate. Uh, Cousins, I think they were. What makes you think the body in the trunk was that of Miss Graham?
3: Several things,
4: Mrs. Webster. By the way, may I take a look at your basement? Uh, Well, now, we're willing
6: to cooperate with the police at any time, sir, but for you to snoop through our home without a search warrant. Highly unethical, isn't it? We can go downtown and bring one back, you know. Well, I don't... Why are you so interested in the basement officers?
4: Because we're also investigating the disappearance of Miss Joan Stafford, a friend of Miss Graham's. She may have shed some light on the fate of Miss Graham, but unfortunately, she doesn't seem to be around to do so. Uh, What does our basement have to do with that? I'll put it to you this way, Mr. Webster. If you can give me a satisfactory explanation for that fresh cement on your trouser cuff... I just might overlook your basement, otherwise... Get up, Martha! Look out, Harry! Stay where you are. Ivy, Not quite fast enough, Mrs. Webster. Thanks, Tad. That was a nice kick to the wrist. Get the cuffs on them. You know something, Tad? Why? I won't mind doing the paperwork on these two. Fact is, I'd like to bury them in it.
0: Rod Serling. Close your eyes, exercise your imagination, and join us again on our next presentation of The Zero
1: Hour. A Trunk Full of Trouble is an original radio drama adapted by Glenn Hall Taylor. Bonnie Markham was heard as Harry Solomon. Featured in the cast were Johnny Gunn, Parley Bear, Dorothy Dexter, and Betty Lou Gerson. Zero Hour, created by J.M. Colas directed by Don Hills, is produced in Hollywood for the Mutual Broadcasting System, a Radio Productions Incorporated. Music is composed and conducted by Stanley D. Hoffman, Rochelle Sherman, associate producer. This has been a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System.